The date is Tuesday the 12th of September. 12th? 12th? I don't really know how you pronounce it, but still. I am Jason England and welcome to Learn Something, the official podcast of NewRisingMedia.com where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. Now, for today, we're going to take a bit of a different route. So, we're going to start with a few weird facts about the iPhone that you've never heard before. And then I'm going to be brave. And I'm going, I've made a blog on newrisingmedia.com, which are about iPhone 8 or iPhone X rumors that are probably true. And I'm going to record this podcast as if the Apple event has actually happened because chances are you're going to be listening to this by the time all the announcements have come out and you know what the new iPhone is like. And on Thursday, I'm going to take a look over it and kind of check off which ones I got right and which ones I got wrong. So let's have a little bit of fun with this one. It's going to be an interesting one. And now we begin with a story of destroyed iPhones because of an app that was banned from the App Store. Have you ever heard of the mobile game called Send Me to Heaven? If you haven't, allow me to fill you in. So, the idea of the game Send Me to Heaven, which was created by Peter Zvorovsky, he told Wired that the main aim of it was to throw your phone as high in the air as you can. And the creator said it was done in hope of making loads of people destroy as many iPhones as possible. It's um, just a concept was enough to get some of the thrill seekers trying it out. Without even bothering to download the app first, he says, people began throwing their own phones as high as they could, often failing to catch them absolutely priceless i personally can't wait for the sequel send me to hell where you just throw your phone at the ground as hard as you can so naturally it got banned by apple and was removed quickly from the app store but that hasn't stopped many people on video still doing the challenge all you have to do is just simply YouTube search, send me to heaven, and you can see a load of video results of people doing this. Next up, I want you to cast your minds back to 2007, when Steve Jobs announced the first ever iPhone. Now, Steve was particularly insistent on doing a live demo of the iPhone in use to create that kind of wow effect that seems to have spread throughout the entire theatre as you hear everybody whooping and applauding a phone. Obviously now it doesn't seem like such a massive impact as we've had the technology for a decade, but still, it's important at the time. Um, Well, it turns out that during that iPhone presentation, Steve had to frequently switch phones to an identical one that was hidden behind his desk because it would otherwise run out of RAM and crash doing the particular tasks. Unlike other Silicon Valley companies that host canned on stage product demos, 
Jobs insisted on this live presentation, but unfortunately, the problem was the iPhone at the time was riddled with bugs. So for example, the phone could play a section of audio or video, but not an entire clip without crashing. If you sent an email then surfed the web, it would work. Do that step in reverse and it's likely to crash. And that meant the development team had to come up with what they called the golden path. A series of specific tasks performed in a specific order that would be least likely to cause the phone to malfunction. And to combat the issue of getting a reliable cell signal in a room filled with tech journalists, Jobs had Singular Wireless, which is now owned by AT&T, bring in a portable cell tower. With his approval, the phones were then programmed to always show five bars of signal strength, regardless of true signal strength. All of that aside, there was a huge hurdle to still overcome, which was the 128 megabytes of memory. And because the apps weren't finished, they were all still big and bloated. And that meant the handset often ran out of memory. And to get around, of this, get around this limitation, Jobs used the multiple iPhones on stage. And when one ran low on resources, he'd swap it out while the first one was restarted. Jobs practiced his presentation for five days leading up to the launch, and according to the developer Grignon, he rarely saw the CEO make it through the 90 minutes set without a glitch. Yet on the one run that mattered the most, Jobs pulled it off without incident in front of the world, and the rest, as they say, is history. And finally, have you heard of a guy called John Briggs? Chances are you haven't, you may have, but for the context, he is the man who was the original UK voice of Siri. And he didn't actually know that he was the voice of Siri until he recognised his own voice on an iPhone 4S advert. Yep, that is correct. Um, so, here we go. As reported on Cult of Mac, Briggs suddenly received a call from Apple representative who told him not to talk about Siri or his involvement with the iPhone 4S. He was apparently told Apple is not about one person and told Briggs he should maybe shut up. Of course, Briggs isn't employed by Apple and there's no reason he can't spot off about how he became the voice of Siri if he doesn't want to. And this all came after he'd given some lines to Apple six years before the iPhone 4S came out, which Apple just ended up licensing, which is not uncommon in the voice acting business. And now we get to the fun part. Now, as you know, today on September the 12th, 2017, Apple is going to announce a new iPhone. And while there's a lot of rumors and suspected leaks that have gone into the press, nobody can be 110% sure. That's fit mathematically impossible. Um, but nobody can actually be completely sure that all of these things are going to happen. We can be confident, but not absolutely sure. So, chances are you're going to be listening to this show either during, just before, or after the show has happened. So I'm going to go onto my website, newrisingmedia.com, where you can see the article called eight iPhone eight rumors that are probably true. And 
talk about them for a bit. This is all the different facts that are not just somebody on some blog pushing out a rumour that's not real. It's a rumour that has been fact-checked by somebody who is a developer who's got a leaked version of the OS or has been confirmed by a picture of a model in-house at a development factory, production factory, sorry. So you can be, let's say, 98% sure that it's going to happen. So let's walk, let's walk through a couple of these. And if I'm right, then, I don't know, I'll give myself a beer or something. I'll go and celebrate this weekend and probably spend all my money on getting this iPhone because, unfortunately... I am a little bit of a fanboy for the iPhone, but I know that's going to get a lot of hate, so I do apologise. Please don't hurt my family. Anyway, let's have a look through and let's see what items and what features you can probably expect. So there's this developer called Steve Troughton-Smith, who has been particularly busy leaking rumours and finding little clues in the operating system called iOS about the latest iPhone and namely he's found some names so he found references to an iPhone 8 an iPhone 8 Plus and more specifically an iPhone X in the latest leaked firmware so that kind of confirms iPhone X, iPhone 10 alongside the 10th anniversary Let's see how Apple words it. I'm assuming it's going to be an X, but they could call it a 10 after all. Um, but all of it makes sense. It's in the code. So expect that to be the name of it. And the de design, also leaked in a bit of HomePod beta software, is going to be an all-glass, all-screen front. So literally no bezels no home button on the front just all screen except for the top bit where there's a little let's call it a lip that comes down on the top of the screen that has your sensors and your front facing camera on it and your speaker when you hold the phone up to your ear um, and let's roll on over to the release date so while many pundits predict a pre-order window beginning September 15th and a launch day of the 22nd, Japanese language tech site Mako Takara predicts the 10th anniversary iPhone will not go on sale until October due to widely reported hardware shortages, which seems fair, seems logical. So yeah, expect that. Following on from this, uh, you may have noticed in the previous little segment that I talked about there not being a home button on the front. Now as you know that is kind of the gateway into your phone and to paying for stuff via the touch ID sensor placed on the home button. So some say, sources saying that since there is no home button the sensor could actually be placed under the screen which is awesome while others are saying that it will be on the back, which is not so amazing. As you've probably seen with people taking pictures on the Samsung Galaxy S8, the fingerprint sensor is right next to it, and people fumbling around trying to find it leads to blurry, kind of foggy shots. 
as you've just put your residue on your finger on the camera lens and that sounds a bit more gross as i described it that way uh you know what i mean but still my idea is different and namely i feel like they will get rid of it and they'll replace it with what's called face id which is a 3d scanning technology using the front camera on your phone so since it's 3d scan the hope is that you will not have to hold it up directly in front of your face or pull any silly faces to achieve the desired effect and hopefully knock on wood you won't be able to trick it with a photo on your phone so i'll keep my fingers crossed for that that would be great i would personally prefer to have a fingerprint sensor on it hiding underneath the screen uh but let's see what happens they've also been reporting that face id actually unlocks a phone faster than using your fingerprint as well so there's all the pr talking points here to actually push face id as a primary way to access a phone and to pay for stuff but let's see this should be interesting next up a couple of bits for all you camera nerds out there now iphones ignoring the first iphone the iphone 3g and the iphone 3gs going from the iphone 4 onwards i believe that they've always had pretty damn good cameras but if this is if this fact is to be true and it looks very likely so based upon the code in the most recent leaked firmware it could become a killer feature in any photographer's arsenal as you will be able to capture 4k footage on the front and the back camera at 60 frames per second let me just repeat that on the front and the rear camera you can capture 4k footage at 60 frames per second so anybody who is a vlogger this immediately becomes an essential purchase so as you know youtube's video standard is now moving up to 4k and that seems to be the norm that that most popular youtubers post out so for the opportunity for that to be in the hands of everyday consumers like you and me without spending a few grand on a camera is nothing short of pretty mind-blowing actually you'd have to if it's already happened in an Android phone at some point and I've missed it, then please do fire up in the discussion because the last thing I want to do is end up speaking the praises of a company who I know are late to the party on a few things, which, speaking of, this is where the next one comes in. And that is wireless charging. Now, I look forward to Apple touting this as innovative, while many companies have beaten them to the post by, it's got to be a decade now. The last one I can remember that had wireless charging was the first Palm Pre. I mean, if there is any others, then do call in and let me know. If there is other phones before that as well that had it, I'd love to know. But another leak from Apple directly confirmed inductive charging, including some of the components, including the inductive coil that will be implanted in the ceramic or glass back of the iPhone being shown through the Chinese social media site Weibo. And not only this, but high-speed charging is also coded into the operating system too. 
So don't expect to be waiting around for it. And finally, rather unsurprisingly to anybody who's ever known of Apple, it's gonna have quite a big price tag. It's been widely predicted that the iPhone X will be the first to break the four figure price range in America, starting at $999, which for us people in the UK will mean stupendously pricey phone contracts. Now, for context, my iPhone 6S Plus, which I'm recording this on at the moment, um, when I got the contract to begin with, uh, I paid, God, what was it? There it is. I paid 50 quid for the phone and the contract of 55 pounds per month. And this was a two year deal. So based on the current valuation of the iPhone 6S and the valuation at the time and the predicted one of this, it's only logical to think that the phone is probably gonna be 150 on purchase and probably starting from 60 pounds per month on contracts, which might just be a little bit too far out my price range, but hopefully I've been a loyal customer to EE and they can help me out. And hopefully if you're looking for an iPhone as well, they don't price you out of the market because that would be rather silly of them. And that's it for the super secret Apple rumors. Now, if you want to read more about this, go onto my blog, newrisingmedia.com and check out the most recent story, which is called eight iPhone eight rumors that are probably true. If you are listening to this and the Apple news keynote is about to go live, then do head on over to facebook.com slash newrisingmedia where I will be showing it live on Facebook. Okay. And luckily for all you anchor listeners out there, you can actually tap the link in the description right now and go straight to the story. So you don't even need to worry about typing anything into a browser. Cool. And finally, I leave you with a question because I like to hear from you guys. I get some great call-ins every now and again. So it'd be amazing if we could do so. Now, here is your question. Do you prefer iPhone or Android? and why personally i prefer iphone because I, I have a historical passion for apple i love their devices and of course i know that makes me slightly blind toward the innovation happening outside of the so-called reality distortion field i like to think i actually keep on top of it all but I would like to know from you guys and I'd love to hear some great opinions and have a nice debate with you all. So if you go onto Anchor, if you haven't got the app, download it and look for my station called Learn Something, you'll see it in the search box. If you tap the search button down at the bottom and you'll see a category on the, that list of stations called Learn Something and you'll see me in there. Tap on that, tap call in and go ahead and let me know. Give me both vowels about why I'm so stupid for liking the iPhone or tell me about your own story of why you like the iPhone or tell me about your own phone or tell me why you're terrified of smartphones because you don't want to get tracked across the planet. I don't know. I'd love to hear it and I'd love to talk to you guys. So besides that, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you're on there. Give it a rating, give it review at five stars. 
it would be amazing if you could do that because every review, every subscription pushes us further up the list and gets us more listeners and more lovely people like you. So all that's left to say now is thank you so much for listening. Go on to newhousemedia.com and yeah, take care. See you later. Bye.